All right. Well, hey, welcome to another podcast. Thanks for joining us. And I'm joined by Brett Churchman today. And our whole heartbeat for this podcast leading to Easter is we're talking about characters. We're talking about experiences that we should be focusing on. But before we get into the meat of this, why don't we just get to know you a little bit, Brett? Who are you? What do you do? Yo. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, I don't even know where to start. <laughs> I'm a realtor. I live here with my family and my two adult children and my four grandchildren. Been coming to Grace for six years now, mm-hmm. and I was born and raised in Truckee. Cool. Yeah. And you play a pretty like influential role here at Grace. Uh, what do you do at Grace? I was asked some several months ago if uh, I would consider being an elder, and I've been an elder here for the last couple of months. Yeah. I spearhead Reno Love. Cool. Uh, I drive a shuttle, and just grateful to yeah. be at Grace Church of Reno. Love that. Real quick, just in case someone's watching doesn't know what Reno Love is. What's Reno Love? What, what initiative do you charge with that? Reno Love is our day where we go out into the community and be the church. Yeah. Probably between three and 500 people go out. Last mm-hmm. year, we went to a number of the parks and many of the schools in Northwest Reno, yeah. and we clean up um, and just try and be the church, go out yeah. into the community and not do church in the grace setting yeah. that day, but just to go out and serve. Go be and, the church. Uh, yeah. It's, it's awesome. It's been it's really awesome. positive. And last year, you killed it. Leading oh, it was a great well, event. No, um, it's, it's one of my favorite things we do. But mine, now mine too. we're preparing for Easter. We're leading up to Easter. I want to talk about a character, very influential person, just studying his life and everything and what he talks about, Peter, right? Peter. And leading into Easter, I want to start with Jesus is at the, the, what we call the Lord's Supper today. He, he's breaking bread with his disciples. Mm-hmm. And this is the moment where he releases some pretty like revolutionary things. He says, one of you, one of you disciples around me is going to betray me. Yeah. And there's, a, there's, this, there's this one guy who's very adamant that it's not going to be him, right? Peter speaks up, like, I, how could I? I would never do that. And then we fast forward to Jesus going to the cross, and Peter, at that moment, denies knowing Jesus, denies a relationship with Jesus. And it's interesting because you watch the the arc of this journey. You have Peter, I would never betray you. Yeah. A little bit of a resistance comes, okay, I don't even know the guy. Uh, when you think of Peter and you think of that journey, especially with the focus of denial, what do you think of Peter? What do you think of his journey in that week leading to the cross? Well, it's pretty interesting that all four of the Gospels mm-hmm. mention it. Like it's, it takes a pretty yeah. prominent place mm-hmm. in Scripture that each of them would yeah. have spoken about it, right? And I think Peter was probably Jesus's closest friend. Mm-hmm. Like they, he's because he's mentioned so prominently throughout the Gospels, yeah. and and you know just the way Peter was, he was kind of hasty mm-hmm. a lot and always quick. Like it, it wasn't the first time that Jesus had rebuked him yeah. for something like that. Jesus was, you know, foretelling yeah. how he was going to die earlier in yeah. scripture. And, and Peter said, you know, may it never be. And Jesus yeah. said, get behind me, Satan. Yeah. You know, so yeah. he'd been rebuked by Jesus before. Yeah. And, and I mean, you know, 
Peter got out of the boat and walked on water and he was there at the transfiguration and like he saw all kinds of miracles. And so I think that, you know, he thought, I've got it going on pretty good here, yeah. me and Jesus. Yeah. And, you know, they go to the garden of Gethsemane and it's Peter who takes out the sword yeah. and cuts off Malchus's ear. Yeah. And I don't think he was trying to cut off his ear. Like you don't, it's it's not like he had a scalpel yeah, to yeah. cut his ear off. Like I think he was trying to take his head off. This is a missed shot. It, so, you know, Peter's not only all these other things, but he's like the muscle of the group <laughs> too. Like, yeah. I got this, Jesus, yeah, right? Yeah. And Jesus tells him, put that sword away. Yeah. You know, this has to be fulfilled. Mm -hmm. After that, I mean, it an hour, two hours, yeah. there with the high priest and and you know, Jesus is being accused of, mm -hmm. of all of these things, and, and Peter's outside. Yeah. And just like Jesus said was going to happen in, yeah. in that room yeah. after he gave communion, right? Peter denies him three times. Yeah. And two of the gospels say that he cursed and swore that he didn't know the man. Yeah. So it wasn't just like, no, no, no. Yeah. no. It's like he was adamant, yeah. like, I don't even know this guy. How dare you even think that I know him? That's, that's not me. Yeah. And Jesus looks at him and says he went away and wept bitterly. Yeah. Like what? And it, so if if he was that close, like I think, like he and yeah. Jesus, like very close yeah. friends. Yeah. That was just a, another like painful hurt for, yeah. for Jesus. Yeah. Like, ah, it had been awful. Yeah. And the, when you think of the humanity of Christ right. feeling that. The personhood. Like the it. personhood of Christ feeling almost a brotherhood type relationship. I don't know no, I never. Like, how dare you think I would even be around that guy? That just had to be gut wrenching, like you're saying. Now, okay, I find Peter's story very interesting because you painted it perfectly. You walk through the whole journey. Peter walks on water, like you said, witnesses these miracles, right. and then denies Jesus. One it, in my journey of faith, this has been one of the hardest things for me to comprehend. How does that happen? Yeah. How do you go from witnessing miracles, how do you go from physically walking on water? You were a part of the miracle that Jesus was doing. Mm -hmm. You felt it. It wasn't like you were off watching Jesus do something. You were the <laughs> one standing on yeah. water, right? And then a, like this little bit of friction, a little bit of possible persecution for knowing Christ, and there's denial. Now, the reason why I paint that is because we look at Peter and we're like, how could you do this? Yeah, he's yeah. like the, the muscle and yeah. the, you know the vocal mouthpiece. Yeah. And... and then I start to think, we do this all the time. Mm -hmm. We Christ moves in us in miraculous ways. Maybe some like watch it right now. Like Christ has done this amazing work in our life. We're we're on fire, the term that we use for Jesus, and then something happens in life, and it's like, you know what? Like, I'm going this way. I'm I'm going a different direction. We're a lot more like Peter than we think. Sure, we, we deny Christ with how we live our life all the time, and the decisions that we make. Do you have any experience where you've had kind of that Peter-like journey? I'm the guy. I'm all in, and then something happens that kind of directs me off course. Certainly, I've never been persecuted yeah. for my faith, yeah. right? Or or standing trial. Mm -hmm or something like that. But I can think of times when maybe the name of Jesus was being maligned mm -hmm. or 
you know, people were talking bad about church or something like that. Yeah. And I mean, I'm a card carrying member. I've been on this pilgrim's journey yeah. for a while now, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, and, you know, I, Peter must have been really afraid. Yeah. I mean, Jesus knew it was going to happen. He said it was going to happen, but yeah. Peter had to have been really scared yeah. that he was going to get drug into all of that yeah. too and, yeah. and said, I'm out. Yeah. So I think that it's probably a fear thing mm -hmm. and, and afraid to, uh, I'm, you know, just yeah. admit that I'm it yeah. um, or admit that I'm that. Yeah. And uh, I can certainly think of instances and, and circumstances yeah. when I wasn't bold for the name of Jesus. Yeah. And I didn't just come right out and say, or or leave the situation or say, I'm not going to be a part of this. Just yeah. went along with it. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think we all face that though. And How about you? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I face that for me, when you said the word fear, right? You know, there's the persecution end, right? Like there's the life threatening fear that you face. A lot of, I think a lot of the fear that we fall victim into, that we go into denial or turning away is the fear of missing out, the FOMO, you know, that's like the, yeah. our 2023 20, kind of version of fear is like, well, yeah, I've seen Jesus do all this stuff, but I'm scared of what I'm missing if in this event or this group of people, I'm scared of what I'm missing from these relationships that I used to be a part of, you know? And I think I see so many Christians go on that journey where mm -hmm. it's like there's the salvation moment. We talked about it in an earlier podcast where they have this like radical moment of salvation and they're just, they're fired up. They, yeah. they believe in what they believe. It's life changing. Yes. Right? They believe in what they believe like Peter did. I've never doubted that Peter doubted the validity of Christ. I just think, like you said, the fear outweighed his understanding and willingness to stand up for it. And so there's these groups of people that get so on fire and then stuff happens and this fear of missing out leads us to denying not just Christ, but denying his standards for our life, denying his will for where we spend our time and who we spend our time with. And all these forms of denial sink in, you know? Yeah. Um, in my life, I relate to this in one major way, I grew up around the church. I was what you call, you know, like an observer of the church. Me My, too. Yeah. I I knew of Jesus. I knew all of these things. And I even spoke the right language sometimes. I knew the right things to sure, say. Sure. If you're around those people that do yeah. that kind of thing, like you could navigate through that situation yeah. with the yeah. talk, right? Well, I could I could trick you into thinking I was great, you know, and like everything's fine. And then I go to college, go through my injuries, all that, and I have this radical encounter with Christ. That moment for me was very interesting because I had to reconcile the fake Christianity I had been the the hmm. the observer Christian with now this now I really believe it guys. I know I had been saying it for a while that I believed it, but I really believe it now. And it led me to this place of like these two worlds colliding where I even had to the fear for me was like okay are people going to really think it's real for me yeah. because I faked it for so long? Mm -hmm. Are they really going to think it's real for me? And it caused me to be silent in a lot of areas. It caused me to not be bold like you were saying because I didn't want to stand out because I didn't want the previous year's question. I think there's a lot of people that struggle with that. You know, let's, let's take it into the context. Peter denies Jesus. Peter's one of the disciples closest to Jesus. You're an elder at the church. You love Jesus. There's areas in your life that you've probably denied him or fought against his will for your life. I've done that. Let's take it to the person maybe watching this podcast. When it comes to this idea of denying, when it comes to this idea of fear, 
what is something that you think gets us there? To that position yeah. of fear? Yeah, fear, where fear is outweighing our believing and following the truth of Jesus. I'm guessing it's pride. Mm, it's great. Like just being afraid that people are going to say things about you, you're going to lose yeah. your past friendships, you're mm. going to um, change, you're going to be somebody different, you're not going to walk in the same circles and the, the same crowds, mm. maybe not going to talk the same way that yeah. you did, participate in the same things that yeah. you did yeah. before. But yeah. it it's, I mean, if, if we're going to be you're talking about fear, like what am I afraid of? And if I'm afraid of people, yeah, then it, it's probably because of pride. Yeah, I'm guessing. Yeah, that's great. And you know, you kind of just spark something in me when you think of what Peter did and how that relates to us today. He's so close to Jesus, right? You talk about pride and fear. There's a passage in scripture where we're called to pick up our cross. Yeah. Right? Christianity and following Jesus is it's work. It's it's sacrificing. It's giving up your desires, giving up your pride, giving up your will. But we often have this idea of Christianity as I'm gonna accept Jesus, I'm gonna follow him, my life's gonna be great. It's gonna be awesome. Yeah. Like why, why not going to be trials and yeah. hardships or yeah. anything like that anymore? There's not going to be any problems, right? I'm just going to walk on streets of gold and you know, right into heaven, you know. And it's going to complete opposite, you know. I wonder if that played a role into Peter too, like because remember when Peter is coming through Jesus, they they know who he is, they they they've heard his words, but there also is a misunderstanding of what the Messiah was going to look like. And what he was going to do when he came back, yeah. right? They thought he was going to like reclaim the the kingdom yeah. for them, and instantly everything yeah. was going to be better, and they weren't going to be mm -hmm. under this Roman authority anymore. Yeah, and now Messiah is dying on the cross. Yeah, uh, that's got to cause like this identity crisis of like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, wait, I understood it, but like now it's it seems like the whole world's falling apart. Like, what's going to happen when he's gone? Do I, you know, like he's battling through all that. To me, it screams not just pride, not just fear, but belief mm. right like do i under do i really believe in this or do i believe in what my understanding of it is do i do i believe in him no matter if i don't understand what's going on wow, you know do good. i believe in him the map's not written for me i've gotten to the edge of the map which we all face sometimes do i still believe and the truth is we are so guilty of believing with him as long as we know where we're going but just like Peter, when the, the future's uncertain and we're at that point, it's like, okay, is he real? It's always the fiery trials mm. that inevitably come that, you know, may make you question your faith yeah. and, and the journey. And that certainly happened mm -hmm. in my life when yeah. everything went sideways. Yeah. And, and I'm like, God, why did you allow this to happen? Because mm -hmm. prior to that, things had moved along pretty yeah. swimmingly yeah and it's it it's when that comes where you you know you really have to decide is is like is is this for real and is and is Jesus for real yeah. and and just keep going on that in faith cuz like and this has been true in my life and maybe not for everybody but if you're not going through a trial there's kind of one coming yeah 
Yeah. Like, and it's going to happen for all of us, whether it's a health crisis yeah. or, or whatever, mm-hmm. right? It's mm-hmm. just, it, it is how life is. Yeah. And how you face those and, and it, you know, your trust yeah. in God is going to get you through no matter what, even when you can't even see it. Yep. Like, even when you can't see yeah. what's happening, yeah. he's getting us through. Yeah. It's his promise. It's so important, like what you're saying, when we're in a season, like a good season, like you said, it was going swimmingly. I think it's so much more even important that we're getting closer to Jesus because that trial is coming. That that fear is coming. Yeah. And so many times, here's our last resort. We, we get to the trial. We haven't been pursuing Jesus. We haven't been reading his word. We haven't been praying because life has been good, right? I think sometimes when life is good, it numbs us to the importance of Jesus. Easier just to be on yeah. cruise control. Yeah, just right. smooth riding. And then troubles hit, hardship hits, that moment hits that kind of shakes up our world, like you put it. And we, we're we just like, okay, now I got to turn it on. You know, right, right, right. I got to turn it on. That's a good statement. Yeah. I, I just, I fall, I fall into this sometimes. I'm sure everybody does that some scale. But I just think it's so important that when we're we acknowledge life's good, I better be praying more. <laughs> you know, oh, like I just got a raise at work. Oh, I better pray more. I better spend more time because something's coming. You know, this world I live in is broken. Something's coming that's going to come after me, and I want to be prayed up now in the good times to be prepared for the hard times. You know, but okay, let's circle back to Peter. We'll close with this. Peter denies Jesus. Has, I mean, I can't imagine what it felt like for him, like that. He wept bitterly. Yeah, right? just, like it, it had to have been such yeah. a, it, just a, like, where did he go? What yeah. did he do? Mm-hmm. And and then, you know, Jesus is in the tomb. Yeah. Right? They, they crucified my Lord. Yeah. And he's in the tomb yeah. for, for three days. Yeah. And and what's going to happen? And, you know, there, there's kind of a, um, a restorative moment. Mm-hmm. And he, at the end of Mark... Um, when they first went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been rolled away, yeah. um, the angel's there, and he says, go and tell the disciples and tell Peter. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's and so cool. That's the only account for and, and tell yeah. Peter, but it, it's like Jesus yeah. you know, reaching back, and, and that's where that restoration began. Yeah, the grace him, of Jesus Christ. Right, yeah. and, and later, um, I think it's in John... Um, Jesus says, you know, Peter, do you love me? Feed my sheep. Mm-hmm. Peter, do you, you know, he asked him three times and yeah. he, Peter was kind of hurt by it. Yeah. Uh, and Jesus says again, follow me. Yeah. And that's that, that restoration. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, really close thereafter, yeah. you know, in, in the book of Acts, Peter's like the stalwart of, yeah. uh, you know, leading the Christian faith and, yeah. and, and leaving that forward. Like he was, he was the point man for yeah. that. Which um, I love. Because it shows just how Christ uses people, not just people, broken people, yeah. broken, messed up people. Peter denied him, and then is influential in building the church. You know what a cool course correction. I think it speaks to us today. I'm a broken person. <laughs> You're a broken person. You know, I, everyone watching this is broken. Christ can still use you. He still wants to. He still wants you to empower you to work for the kingdom to do great things in His name. But sometimes we let our brokenness 
our denials, our past denials, our past mistakes stop us from our future impact. You know, and I think we need to focus on just praying through those things. Okay, Christ, I have denied you here. I did turn my back here. I did, I, I didn't listen to you here. And then get out of the shame of it and start focusing on the amazing grace of Jesus so we can be used in an impactful way. There's restoration Restoration. There, right? Yeah. He's, he's, he, he's, he's just going to bring us back. Yeah. And, and that's his promise to us. Yeah. My hope that one, at least one person watching this right now has been stuck, locked in in their past mistake. And whatever that is for them, for Peter, it was denial. For Peter, it was turning his back. Whatever that is for them, they've been stuck in the shame and regret of that. And maybe today, whenever they're watching this, is they find freedom from that and just start to move forward. That's my prayer. So we close out every one of these. First off, thanks for joining me, man. That was a great combo, dude. And we we close out every one just kind of praying. And I'd love for you to pray. Maybe pray for that one person who's processing through that. I've made a mistake, but I want to start moving forward. I want to start moving towards restoration and living in the grace of Jesus. So you mind praying for us? Mm, yeah. I would. Father God, we thank you so very much for this opportunity, Lord. And um, Father, you are the God of mm. restoration, Lord. Yeah. We thank you that whatever the situation, whatever the circumstance, however we've turned away, um, potentially denied you to our friends, or yeah. um, Father, not acted like you really were our Lord and Savior. Um, Father, you pursue us and you won't let go, Lord. And so, Father, if there's somebody out there hearing this, uh, watching this, listening today, Father, I just pray that you would reach into their life and um, just let them know that you are the God who restores. Father, you are in the miracle business. Father, you rose again and are seated at the right hand of God and interceding for us in prayer. You know us intimately, and I just pray that you would uh, speak into those hearts that might need to hear from you, Lord. We love you, Father, in your name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining, man. Thanks for joining. Thanks for having me.